You are listening to the Smuggler's Galaxy podcast, my favorite podcast to listen to on long flights across the galaxy. This is the way. We want it, Ben. What four, Jason? Yes. It's four. I'm driving, so I didn't have a chance to look it up yet. Of the Smugglers Galaxy podcast, your favorite Star Wars podcast for Smugglers in the Galaxy. It's Glenn and Jason's right next to me. We're coming back from Chattanooga Con in Chattanooga, Tennessee, Sunday afternoon. It's a fun con, Jason. What? What? Uh, how, how, well, actually, let's just go with what we normally do. Jason, how's your week going? <laughs> My week was pretty big. Pretty, <laughs> That's what you said. Pretty big. So uh, uh, someone reached out to me. I've bought some items from this individual before. Um, he had a, he or she had a hard copy of a TIE Interceptor from the Action Fleet line and was asking if I'd be interested in that. And uh, yes, yes, I am. So I was able to pick that up, and that came this week. Um, and it's like a completely different mold than the production version. So it is a hard copy. It's hand-painted. It's uh, a little bit flimsier, I would say, than the production version. I mean, it's not meant to be played with. It was meant to be, do we want to move forward with this? What changes do we want to make? When you look at it, I know there's that 4% loss in size for Kenner figures. Um, this is a little bit bigger. I don't know if it's that 4% loss. But the entire mold is completely different especially with the wings and the the cockpit itself so I, I guess this is just an early hard copy and they made some changes along the way but this might be the earliest version of the hard copy or of, of that item uh, so yeah I got that it's pretty phenomenal and uh, uh, sorry for the tangent but um, that that ship meant a lot to me growing up uh, my, I've told the story before my brother and I we we opened up the TIE Interceptor and we popped off the helmet of one of them and it's George Lucas underneath. And we thought that was some sort of rarity, like only one in a hundred got it or something like that. And again, this is pre-internet, so we had no way to look it up. But I had, it's, it meant so much to me that I had it with my prototypes. And so when people come over, I just be like, that's not a prototype, that just means a lot. But now I actually have the prototype in the case, so pretty cool. I'm, yeah. I'm ecstatic to have that. Did it come with the pilot? Did not come with any pilots, no. It's just the shuttle. Womp I mean, I can't complain. It's an awesome piece. No, it's a hard copy. Anytime you get a hard copy of something, it's awesome. I also got my uh, Black Series 40th Anniversary Luke Skywalker, uh, which uh, I'm just going to be overly critical about Hasbro, so I'm just going <laughs> to let it fly. Forget do about it. it. Do it! No, he comes with the flap open, which at the end of Return of the Jedi... You know, the whole movie, when when we watched it for the first time, we all wondered, is Luke going to turn to the dark side? It gets pretty bleak there for a while. And at the end of the movie, the little white flap opens up to signify, no, he was always good on the inside. 
Uh, there was never any risk of that. And so they released the figure with that flap open, but it's on the Job of the Hut scene card back. So it just doesn't fit, but I'm being... Uh, You're being a collector, man. I don't need to be this way. You're being a Star Wars fan. We're all assholes, Jason. It's okay. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not. Now that you explained it to me, I understand why you... I would be... Why you're mad at I'm it. I'm not I, mad. I'm just I, like... That's a, I question the choice. Right. I, I can understand because, yeah, I'd be... I'm not losing sleep and I'm not thinking about it past this this conversation. <laughs> I promise you. No, because you were doing it in the chat the other day too, man. Hey, you just see, got it. Okay, so you were... Fine. You were thinking about it for more than this conversation. And then, yeah, next week I won't even remember it. Yeah, sure. Until somebody else brings it up. Yeah. Is that all you got? Um, and then we at the the con today, I picked up a couple items for Rogue Fun, but that's about it. Yeah, I um, what did I get? I got some Hallmark ornaments. I went by the Hallmark store and picked up some ornaments. Uh, it's getting harder for me to spend money on those, I guess, because I'm number one. I'm running out of room, and they've kind of ran out of ideas uh, because everything is. The newer stuff, or you're getting the $60 ornament that, to me, is not worth $60. Uh, so I picked up the job, the Jabba, the Boba Fett riding the Rancor, and then I got uh, the Ahsoka. And uh, as I went to check out, think uh, their system went down, so they spent like 15 minutes trying to get me a receipt. And I'm like, I have it on my iPhone that I just paid you. You can see that I paid you. And they were like, oh, we can't let you leave without a receipt in case you need to return them. And then later I'm like, you can't return Christmas stuff. <laughs> you know, you can't return the ornaments because I got yelled at last year for returning ornaments. And uh, I had a doctor's appointment. I had like a half an hour to kill. So it, the half an hour dwindled down to nothing. And I'm like, I got to go. And the lady just made me stay till they found my receipt. But uh, Yeah, and I think. I picked up a Biff, a Back to the Future Biff today oh, yeah. from the con. The animated one. The animated version, because I didn't have that, and it was only $5, so it was kind of hard to let let that sit. Uh, and then I picked up a Wampa shirt, and I got to meet uh, Vanessa Marshall, who was the voice of Hera in Star Wars Rebels, which was the main reason why we came up here today, because I've been waiting since... Uh, 2017 celebration in Orlando to, to meet some of the Rebels cast and it's just never that was such a cluster uh, because you were waiting in line for hours to get on. 2017. 2017. Yeah, not today. Not today. Just clarify. Today was beautiful. Today was easy. Uh, we'll get to into that in a second but uh, you know Star Wars it was my first Star Wars celebration. I assumed you could just walk up to the tables and throw money on the table and you know not literally throw money on the table but hand them cash and they would give you your audit their autograph but no you had to like stand in line to check to buy the autographs and you had to stand in line to get the pictures and you had to stand in line for the pip for the autograph so your people were standing in line all day for autographs in 2017 so uh it didn't happen and i think it might have been sold out at the time but you know i i, I just i didn't know any better uh, but yeah, no, but it was really awesome meeting Vanessa Marshall. She was really cool. I got to talk to her for like for about probably about like 15 minutes the first go around because uh, when we got there, I'd kind of been they'd been posting a bunch of her uh, schedule throughout the day and I saw she had a photo opportunity at 11:30 and then there was a panel at 12 o'clock and then you're thinking, okay, they're gonna go grab lunch. so you know, I didn't know how long she was gonna be at the table, so we ran over there uh, right at 11. 
and uh, I was able to talk to her for a while and we talked Rebels and we talked you know I got, I got to tell her how much Rebels meant to me and she was you know you could tell that it was really you, you could tell she's a fan of the show because she was like you know I'm just reading it on paper and she was like the first time she's really seeing it is when we're seeing it uh, so you know she's having the same reactions as we are and uh, you know during the panel it was uh, what it was her James Arnold Taylor and then the girl that played Satine the lady Anna that played did I even say that again Anna Graves Anna Graves and there was somebody who came from like way overseas to meet her UK the UK uh, came to Chattanooga because Anna was going to be there and there was like four or five there were you know when you go to a con and you see a bunch of people dressed as like uh, Padme and Princess Leia and, you know all the women of Star Wars it was Satine's there today and there was probably 15 or 20 Satines uh, dressed up today so that yeah. was and uh, afterwards they had them you know at the panel they had them take pictures with her and everything so that was that was cool to see but uh, you know we got to see some insight of, of Rebels and it was more like James Arnold Taylor kind of ran the con ran the the thing the panel but that's he's used to doing that kind of stuff uh, so we got to see some inside the actor studio things and uh, found out that Hera found I mean uh, Vanessa found out about her having a baby at the same time everybody else did like at the premiere at, of the final uh, episode at celebration or something and uh, it was just you know we got to hear some really awesome stories uh, for like 45 minutes from those three people uh, yeah, it was just a, it was a really cool uh, panel. Yeah, she was saying she was in the middle of eating a protein bar yeah. when she saw the epilogue to Rebels and a Jason was a thing. And so her face was kind of like, uh-huh. Her jaw <laughs> dropped in the middle of eating this protein bar because uh, she didn't realize the whole time that she had a kid with Kanan. Yeah. Um, I kind of wanted to ask when did her and Kanan have time to have a kid, but I guess they made time somewhere, but the actors don't know that kind of stuff and there were kids around so i didn't ask the question uh, but they they were probably spent there there was a lot more questions i think than they had time for uh but yeah it was a, it was a really cool panel uh probably one of the better panels because normally uh what i really enjoyed is this was a smaller con uh but there was a lot of people there so you but you still were able to take time with the 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 talent and you know talk to them so they were you know there wasn't a line of people and uh, even like James Arnold Taylor, our friend Susan, was getting his autograph at, while we were getting ready to leave, and he's spending five or ten minutes with each person, and people are just being cool. So, uh, yeah, it was a fun, a fun experience. Yeah, they addressed a little bit. Anna and uh, James Arnold Taylor addressed the um, I forget what the character's name, but in the Clone Wars, uh, Satine has a nephew who calls her Auntie Satine. And uh, looks a little bit like Obi-Wan Kenobi. Uh, but Bo-Katan doesn't have any kids. So whose nephew is that? Where does he come fall into the line of things? And it might have been more interesting to make that nephew actually Satine and Obi-Wan's love child from the earlier years. And then uh, have Rey be a descendant from that, Rey Skywalker. Uh, because when The Force Awakens... When uh, Ray touches the lightsaber for the first time, she hears Obi-Wan Kenobi's voice. And uh, it's Alec Guinness saying, Ray. And then at the end, you hear Ewan McGregor say, you know, these are your, these are your first steps. So it could have been 
Ewan McGregor or Obi Wan Kenobi guiding Ray, and she's actually Ray Kenobi. But uh, they obviously went a different way with the the movies. I mean, they could have been going that way, and then um, Ryan. What? No, not Ryan. Who was it? Was it Ryan Johnson who did the no, second one, right? Yeah. He yeah. could have screwed things up so bad that JJ had to fix it. Yeah, I feel like uh, I don't know, we've mentioned this before. JJ likes the mystery box and creating all these mysteries, and then uh, Ryan Johnson just literally threw it all away and said, "It's not a mystery. It's not. It's not a grand scheme. She's just a nobody." Yeah. So. Uh, yeah. Th- I uh, no. That was a fun panel. Uh, it was, and, and to see what I really enjoy is because you saw um, Anna and you you know. When you see somebody that did something and they're talking about it and they have the same emotions you do when they talk about, like, that action. Like, you know, uh, Vanessa was talking about Cain and Sacrifice, and you could see that the, the emotion that she had with that. Um, because that's an emotional time, you know, and then the epilogue and stuff. And, it, it, you know, those are two events that it's hard for me to talk about without tearing up. And you could see that in her eyes, and you could see, you know, so it, it's, a, it's a cool moment when... That it means something when their work means something to them. Yeah, and she also spoke about a time when you know Jason Jason Isaacs played the Grand Inquisitor, and uh, so it was the the Rebels crew, uh, Freddie Prinze Jr. and Vanessa Marshall and Tia and all the rest of them recording their lines. And Jason Isaac comes into the booth and he opens up this closet and there's a uh, a mini golf set there and he puts it out and he starts putting around and it's starting to make. Uh, Freddie Prince Jr. a little bit upset because it's, you know, you're supposed to be professional. We're professional actors. We're supposed to be recording and you're not supposed to be playing in the middle of this thing. And But it actually helped the scene because Kanan was getting more upset with the Grand Inquisitor and that's the way it was supposed to be. So it actually worked for the show, but it's still, it's a funny story. Yeah. Um, shoot, there was something else that I was going to talk about, but I forgot. James Arnold Taylor also said that he's on the list to do ADR for the movies. So he's been in all five movies, uh, Disney era movies, and he said that they, he, him and Matt Lantern, or yeah, Matt Lantern, uh, recorded some dialogue for The Force Awakens in that scene specifically when Kylo Ren throws that fit, and you see the two stormtroopers walking out, and then they see that Kylo Ren's having a fit, and they turn right around, they start walking back. Um, he said he recorded some dialogue for that, him and, and Matt, where they were talking about the latest T-16s and... Uh, did you see the T-14s? Whatever the case may be, T-18s, I guess, were in the future now. And uh, and then Kylo, has, Kylo Ren has his little fit, and uh, the two stormtroopers say something like, oh, nope, we're not going that way. But they obviously cut that from the movie, and it's just a, a silent scene. Still plays for the laughs, and I don't know if the dialogue was needed, but at one point, Obi-Wan and Anakin were recording lines for that those two stormtroopers. <laughs> yeah, I remember now, um, Vanessa was talking about how she was doing... Um doing a recording session and then Dave Filoni uh, text or something he's like read this and it was an intro to like season 3 or something and she's like she can't remember it because he's like alright cool um, erase that and let me see your phone so she's like I don't even remember what it was because I, it was something I literally read and then had to delete um, so it was sort of, you know it was sort of cool to see the mind of Dave Filoni the way it works she also fact checked it because she was like it was in a trailer wasn't it the 2017 Celebration uh, uh, Rebels trailer? And she looked at you, and you were like, yep. And she's like, yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah, she was like, 2017 in Orlando, right? 
So that was kind of cool because we had talked about uh, Orlando um, beforehand. So, it, yeah, it, it was cool having that little moment. It makes me kick myself because James uh, Taylor Gray was at in Anaheim, like at an after-hours event, and I should have gone meet him. But they're supposed to be going to Huntsville next year, so we will see if they have a Rebels uh, reunion in Huntsville, and uh, I will have to make that journey, make that pilgrimage. <laughs> it is a pilgrimage, Jason. For you, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, it was a good time. We did get to stop by the Tennessee Star Wars Collecting Club booth. So if you're in Tennessee, check them out on Facebook. We got to uh, have lunch with Sam and uh, Hannah and uh, Susan. We just went to the Marriott across the street and sat down and talked Star Wars for an hour, hanging out and talking about plans for future events. And it was uh, a good, good lunch. And it's always great to see people. We saw Josh. Josh Phillips does all the patches. He had a booth inside. So we talked to him for a while, and he's showing off some of his plans for the Tennessee club. So it was a great, great event. Um, I think the only thing as a toy collector, uh, there wasn't that many toy booths in this place. I mean, there was probably like four or five. Um, most of it was comic books, a lot, a lot of comic books, which is it was great to see because I guess if you're a comic book collector, those have kind of become a, a tertiary thing in booths it's not really a primary thing anymore and uh i mean you'll get your ones or twos here and there but for the most part uh they're more of a tertiary sell uh, toys have kind of taken the spotlight but not this convention there's a lot of uh comic books and also a lot of artists yeah it, it it's getting harder and harder uh to walk past the artist booths uh there was one guy that had done some some original art on like wood or something and he had a Mandalorian and Grogu that I was really thinking about, but I just had to keep walking. But uh, yeah, it's definitely a lot of art. A lot of had a couple of wood burning uh, people, and you know a lot of uh, digital art. Uh, but yeah, there was only two or three toys, uh, toy vendors. But I don't go. I go to these knowing there's not going to be a lot of toy vendors there. Uh, you know, it's it's. It, it's there just to kind of kill a day, and it was like 20 bucks to get in. So, uh, you know, probably next year I'll, I'll swing back around and go again. Uh, they had, um, who do they, they had Vanessa Marshall, the James Honor Taylor uh, lady. Anna Graves. Anna Graves, and then they had uh, Emily Swallow. I didn't see her, though. Yeah, I didn't see her either, now that I think about it. I was looking for her booth. Maybe they put her in someplace else. Yeah, she would have been the big name. But they had some pretty decent names. Uh, for a little bitty convention like that. They had someone who played the Shredder. I've seen him in other uh, uh, properties, I should say. But, yeah, I mean, you know, for it being a little convention that's only in its second year, it was, everybody was, uh, all the vendors, the couple of vendors we talked to, they seemed to be really happy with it, and they, uh, you know, seemed to have a lot of, uh, a lot of business. That's a good flea market. We just crossed over the Georgia state line, and there's a little flea market. Like, we just crossed an exit with a couple of flea markets, and both of them were pretty decent. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anything else about the Comic-Con or Chattanooga-Con? Um, I just, I enjoyed it. It was a good way to kill the day. I mean, nothing... Jesus. Sorry. My car does this thing where there could be somebody a half a mile behind me, but they're approaching too fast, and 
They're like, cars coming, so it freaked me out. Uh, no, I thought it was a perfect convention, uh, perfect little convention. Uh, you know, $20, like I said, 20 bucks to get in and got to meet one of my, uh, I guess, heroes. Somebody I've been wanting to meet for like five years. You also got to see a War Criminal. Yeah, Chopper was there, so I got to take my picture with Chopper. Yeah, you were wearing your Chopper War Criminal t-shirt, so it was yes. perfect to take a shot with uh, Chopper himself. Yeah. You, you have any, Builder was there. anything else to add? No, it was a good little convention. Uh, I think it was definitely worth 20 bucks. There's a lot of local people, which is great because you know, smaller cities, like, I don't mean smaller in a negative sense, it's just not the same size as Atlanta. Um, to see smaller cities like that have their own con, I think that's a great thing to get people out, to give them a community to hang out and be with like-minded individuals. They don't have to drive all the way down to Atlanta uh, or, or Nashville. Um, so. I thought it was great for, for what it is. Yeah. Uh, I do have a little bit of news, which I forgot to mention. Uh -oh. We just jumped right into the con talk. Uh, according to the wrap, the Galactic Star Cruiser never made money. And occupancy rates were lower than expected. This is according to three employees close to the project. Two actors were always ready on set in case one couldn't perform. So uh, if you have your captain character, there was another person dressed up, in makeup, in costume, just ready to go out there if needed. Uh, so that's part of the reason why it was so costly. Surveys were sent out to the people that were on the final voyages. And uh, they're either retooling the, the property to prepare it for a, a new iteration, or they were just looking for as much information as possible before they send it off. They want to know exactly you know, what the cause of death, essentially. Um, yeah, I'd be down if they decided to either do it a one-night thing or a dinner um, dinner play or what, uh, what am I thinking, Jason? A dinner and a movie or dinner and a play? Dinner show. Dinner, dinner show. Dinner and a show. That's what I was looking for. But my thing is, is I wouldn't want to pay $150 to get into the park and then spend another $200 on dinner and then you lose half a day in the park. Uh, I, I think if you could get in there and go to the dinner show without having to buy park tickets, you'd have to figure out some kind of way to do that. Uh, but I'd be down, dude. I, or even go there and spend a couple hours, you know. Yeah. Pay pay a hundred bucks and go spend two hours on the on the Halcyon. There's got to be a way they could block the rooms off and uh, still have fun. And we were talking to Sam, and Sam was saying that uh, some people were buying the exclusive lightsabers to kind of help flip on the the back end after they leave to help finance their trip to the star cruiser and that just doesn't seem uh like an ideal situation where you need to buy the exclusive merch to flip to stay at a place i mean that just shows you right there that your property is too expensive yeah um yeah i just say i think it was doomed to fail i did not realize that they had uh two actors for every role I mean that gets expensive right there because I'm sure they're paying those people yeah. you know a fairly decent wage uh, just to sit there yeah I would imagine so I think Disney itself has some major marketing uh, flaws uh, they need to get better at marketing pieces because uh, Solo the poor performance to Solo was blamed on uh, bad marketing uh, the Star Cruiser bad marketing I mean, they had that shot of that kid from, uh, 
what was it, the Goldbergs? Yeah. That, that little clip from the Goldbergs of that kid. Like, who who are you advertising to? Because clearly it's not resonating with anyone. Uh, I, I think they just need better marketing people running that side of the organization. They're a multi-billion dollar company. And they can't market for crap. Yeah, no, I... I agree. It was just a bad marketing. Uh, they needed to have, I think, 40-year-old men going, I'm playing Star Wars. And uh, no, they just had the weird kid from the Goldbergs. And I, and I think, uh, because I have heard podcasts where you they talk to somebody who was on the Star Cruiser, and he spends 45 minutes just totally saying how awesome of a trip it was. And they were like, you've done more in 45 minutes than the uh, Disney company's done in six months promoting this this thing yeah so I yeah I think it was just somebody messed up heads must roll yep yep but is there any other news that's all the news that I had There's Hasbro no... hasn't done any more repaints no not since the hologram collection ah uh, okay yeah I just worry because when I see something like that when they're repurposing tooling for holographic stuff, no paint applications. I'm just, I'm just worried about the future of Star Wars. Yeah, I'm, I'm getting there myself because it does feel like it's cooling, and I think people have found other uh, collecting things to collect. And I, will they come back to Star Wars? Yeah, one of the. When one of the movies comes out, I hope that they will flood the toy shelves again with more figures. Uh, it's just it's very quiet right now, and I'm just like, if it goes into hibernation for a couple of years, as long as it comes out of it, um, I, I guess I'll be fine with it. I just don't want it to go quietly, you know, without much fanfare. 40 years of collecting, just poof, gone. Right. Nearly 50 now. Well, we're coming up with... Huh? I think we're at 45 now. Yeah, we're at 45 because 27 is going to be 50th of uh, A New Hope. Yeah. So that should be... We're hoping it'll be a big... I'm going to guess Celebration is going to be in Anaheim that year just because of what it is. And they are going to want to have that in California, not in Orlando. Uh, but you know what? I'll just take a week and go to Anaheim, which is something I've been wanting. It's on my radar anyway. So, yeah, I mean, I got nothing to go on with that. I'm just like, I guess that's the pessimist in me saying, oh, no, I don't like the hologram. What does this mean? It could be nothing. Yeah, no, I, I feel you. It, it is. I don't like it either. But I, I just, I don't know. I, it it really bothers me the way things are going, and it bothers me that a hologram was, what, like $35? What was? The hologram? The hologram? Yeah. $35 with a 30-minute light show. Right, when... You know, you've got a lot of other toy companies that are given a $35 item that has way more things than Hasbro's given you. So, it's just a little concerning. Hey, the Bigfoot Museum. Yeah, I was disappointed at that. Huh? I was disappointed at the Bigfoot Museum. Oh, so you, when'd you go to the Bigfoot Museum? Uh, we went up to the mountains a while ago to um, float down the river in a tanner tube. And it was rained out, it was thundering, and they said, sorry, we can't let you go. So on our way back, we're like, we got to do something. And we stopped at the Bigfoot Museum. 
uh, yeah, it was a lot of replication of casts, no original casts. Um, it was, I mean, <laughs> it's the best you could do with a mythical creature, I guess. <laughs> if you're not a believer, you know, what, what kind of museum are you going to have for dragons? You know, it's the same unicorns, Bigfoot, you know. I'm just glad it was only $8 to get in. Yes. Because yeah, if it was any more, if it was $10, I think I'd have been mad. Yeah. No, it was worth the $8. Because you were in and out in like a half an hour. It's only 20 minutes away from uh, Rogue Fun, so if you're... Is it 20 or is it further than that? Uh, It's about an hour. Yeah, so it's... It's a little bit further. I'm way off. Yeah. It's not worth the hour drive if you're coming it's to not, Rogue Fun. It's not. And go to the aquarium. Yeah, go to the Atlanta Aquarium. Georgia Aquarium. Georgia Aquarium. I guess that's all we've got. Yeah. Nothing exciting, man. It's just a quiet week. Thank you for listening to the Smuggler's Galaxy. I could talk. Smuggler's Galaxy Podcast. If you could, please leave a like and a five-star review of the show anywhere you listen to your podcast. If, if it's allowed. It really helps us out and helps people find our show. You can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Send us an email or message us. We'd love feedback and we'd love to make you part of our show. Our email address is smugglersgalaxy at gmail.com. Thank you to Alfonso Riviera for the Smugglers Galaxy logo and thank you to Levi Waterhouse for the music. Uh, people collect for the love of it. Hashtag vote with your wallet. Sabine will be on next week. Pass on what you've learned. Be a positive force in the collecting community. This is the way. This is the way.